0: Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Titino Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat, with Jamie Tatino. So today, I have a very special guest joining us from all the way over there via Zoom. Uh, She's the founder of The Goodness Me Box, Australia's largest health food sampling service, designed to get people excited about eating clean, nourishing their entire body with whole foods, uh, and joining, obviously, the wellness movement as well. Born and inspired of her own struggles, uh, The Goodness Me Box was created out of a passion for eating clean, Uh, and also to serve her own health and well-being. In 2020, she was a finalist for the New South Wales uh, Telstra Business Women's Awards. In 2018, she was listed in the Smart Company 30 Under 30. 2017, she was a finalist in the Lorna Jane Active Living Awards. In 2015, she was a finalist for the League of Extraordinary Women uh, Entrepreneur Awards. Uh, Goodness Me turned over, Goodness Me boxes turned over over a million dollars in his first 12 months, uh, and since then it's moved into sampling boxes for kids uh, and in the beauty box space as well. We have the incredible Peter Schulman. Thank you, good morning, and welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Jamie, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, We're gonna get stuck straight into some rapid fire. Uh, I haven't pre-framed you about this at all, um, so I know that you're shaking in your boots uh, as (laughs) as we do, so it's quick questions quick answers let's get started favorite song right now
1: oh gosh i mean this is hard i'm not <laughs> a music person at all and the first thing that pops into my head is santana from when i was little that santana. Oh, sweet.
0: yes <laughs> that is a great song yeah. wow that is i'm gonna have to uh, play that on my playlist that is incredible <laughs> i feel old now no <laughs> no nah, nah, definitely not i love that song uh favorite song to get pumped up to
1: Oh, that song, I don't know what it's called, I Can't Wait for the Weekend, but if I'm driving and it's like the end of the week and that's going.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Got it pumping in the car. Favourite movie?
1: Notting Hill.
0: Notting Hill. Favourite book?
1: Favourite book, um, The Guy Who Wrote Nike by Nike Shoe Dog.
0: Loved yes, that book. yeah, yeah, Phil Knight. Uh, go-to meal?
1: My go-to meal, I've, I love salmon. My friends tease me about it, my, my best.
0: How do you cook your salmon?
1: Pan-fried.
0: Pan-fried. There it is, guys. Salmon pan-fried. Love it. Favorite TV show?
1: Favorite. Oh, I actually guiltily love The Real Housewives of Beverly (laughs) Hills. It's like my escapism from work.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Get a bit of reality TV. Uh, Your biggest celebrity slash sporting idol growing up?
1: Oh, I... I think I really loved Kathy Friedman because I was a runner growing up on the athletics field. So I
0: thought she was awesome. Kathy Friedman did some incredible things for the country. That's for sure. Um, One thing that you hate or dislike, and you can't say coriander. Does it have to be food? No, it could be anything.
1: I, I dislike when people say, trust me. Ooh. Because I want to know, and then I don't trust them. I say, why? But, you know, you can give me a reason. So,
0: but what happens if they're genuinely like, you know what, you can trust me?
1: I don't know. It puts my guard up when someone says, trust me. So, trust me. Okay. So that's okay. My, okay. my little
0: thing. Trust me. My little, little pet hate. Um, funniest or craziest thing you've done?
1: Craziest thing I've done. Um, oh, gosh. I'm not a massive adventurer risk taker, <laughs> but i like, paragliding, I guess.
0: <laughs> that's pretty full on yeah there's a lot yeah. of things that could go wrong there yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> book or audio book
1: um book, book. Kindle.
0: Yeah. yeah oh okay kindle actually i may be at that book or audio book or kindle that's the second <laughs> one again um summer or winter
1: summer definitely cool. a summer baby
0: sum up your mindset in one word i
1: always say feel the fear and do it anyway
0: So that's how you break the rules, guys. One word and add about five. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Uh, I love it. Proudest moment for you personally and in proudest moment professionally.
1: Personally, um, oh gosh, that's a tough one. Personally, personally, I'm gonna come back to that one. Professionally, I think was just starting the business and having the guts to do that because that's really hard to do. Agreed. Um, And proudest moment personally, that's a really tricky one.
0: I uh, think I'll... we'll uh, circle back to that maybe at the end yes. of the rapid fire. Uh, tell us something, Peter, that no one knows about you.
1: Something that no one knows about me. I. I am not the biggest dog person, actually. Oh.
0: Um, yeah. So. So you're more of a cat, or just no pets?
1: No, just just no pets are warm to maybe one family member's dog <laughs> that I like. But otherwise, if I see a dog out, I'm not going to coo over it. Or yeah, you're not, it you're not like one of those people who's going to
0: pat random people, dogs and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand a dog. Great. Love it. Your greatest, now you can substitute this word for whatever is relevant to you, your greatest failure that ended up being your best lesson.
1: Greatest failure. Um, my greatest failure, I think, was in business, we I stuffed up big, big time with the website. Um, mm. And I had huge learnings from that. And I think for me it was all about um, take risks, but always protect the downside. And mm. so especially if you're going to spend big money on something, just make sure you're okay in the end if it doesn't work out.
0: Totally, totally. We can definitely come back to that and get some learnings for the listeners. Uh, on that, on what you learned in that situation. If you could choose any one person in the world, anyone to have lunch with, who would it be? Where would it be? And you've got two hours.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um,
0: Past or present, dead or alive, anyone, anyone. And you can go anywhere.
1: Yes, I think there's there's so many people I could think of. Um, The first person that pops to mind, Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. I think he'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) <laughs> really enjoyed his book as well. And wouldn't it be cool to have lunch on his island?
0: <laughs> if you're going to go and see Richard Branson, where else do you have lunch with him? You have to go on his as well. <laughs> island. Absolutely. What was 10-year-old Peter like?
1: 10-year-old me? I was very shy. I was a shy kid, um, loved sport, very determined. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a shy kid.
0: Okay, okay. What's the... What's one trait, skill, value, belief, whatever it might be, that you see consistent in your closest five friends, business people, family, that's really important to you, but one that really, like, number one, top of the list, like, it's this. This is the most important to me.
1: Yeah, that's easy. Top of the list would be loyalty. Hmm. Like, I still have the same circle of friends that I'm really close with from when I was small and am mm. I ride or die? And same with people in business as well. like The ones I really trust, like you can't buy loyalty. Totally so, Agreed.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Last question. What is one of your fears?
1: My fears. I... I think sometimes I do have a fear of failure within myself and within mm. the business, and at the same time, it drives me as well. But it yeah, is sometimes 100%. that thing that gives you that self-doubt that I think all business owners have. You know, it
0: absolutely bubbles up. Well, like every you now said, and that's man. what drives you. At the same time, it's like the fear of if if this doesn't work, but then you'll make it work. Like you'll do yes. whatever you need to do to make sure that that does work. No, I love that. Well, that's rapid fire. Congratulations, you Thank get the you. Uh, stamp of approval that you made it through. Great work. Um, Question on the back of rapid fire. What's one thing you've learned about yourself during this COVID period? Um, Not so much from a business perspective, but more just you as an individual.
1: Yeah. During COVID. Um, I think COVID has taught me a couple of things. I think the value of actually having my own time. I've kind of Mm. enjoyed. It felt like a little bit of freedom in a way for me stepping back from the team and then I've learned that giving them ownership yeah. a lot more has helped them thrive and I've really seen that. So um, I don't always need to be so hands-on as I thought I needed to be yeah. and yeah. I can take take that step
0: back a little love bit. Love it. Yeah. Love it. That's good. Again, if for the journey moving forward, that's, that's powerful to know that you've got an incredible team there that can do it if you're away for a day or two or a week, whatever it might look like. Exactly. Um, which is incredible. Love it. Love it well goodness me box like even reading the bio and doing my own research on it and seeing how far it's come in in a short period of time i know it might feel like a long time for you but in the grand scheme of it is quite short uh and the success that you've been able to create in there congratulations on many different levels um but let's take it back before let's go before that let's go back to high school primary school or as far as you can remember and as far as you feel comfortable talking about like you said you were a bit shy love sports very determined what was your upbringing like? Did you play sports, did you said athletics? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so um, I, ha- I have really nice memories of my upbringing. So um, very supportive parents. And um, we grew up in Sydney in the North Shore, which I absolutely loved running around and doing lots of sport there. And I've always had a really close family unit. So seeing my extended family was always a huge part of growing up. Like we'd have our Friday night dinners together and stay in touch. And I think that was a really nice thing for us to do growing up and staying close with them. Um, And then I think as I got into high school, um, I was a very studious student. (laughs) So... um, you know, like doing really well on exams and stuff like that was always really important to me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, so, um. but then I, I think as I went throughout uni, um, I kind of took a step back a bit and kind of realised what I was actually good at towards the end of uni. I think... Um, it was great. I worked really hard, but I think um, I started to notice. Rather than trying to book learn so many things, when you actually get out there and intern and get 100%. in the real world, what yeah. you're good at, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Was was going to uni or getting the high grade? Was that something that you just brought out of you, or was that from family, or was that just you know you in your head saying I want to be the best, I want to be better? Did you have that mindset then? That's a
1: tricky one. I th- I think it was. Um, Definitely myself, but at the same time, um, my dad always had this really strong belief in me, I think. Yeah, and so yeah. I think that kind of filtered through, which was which was it's really nice, good. but but not in a negative pressure of kind of way. Just yes,
0: yes, yes. That yeah. belief that you can do what you yeah, put your mind to. Totally. But it which then feed it into yourself to believe like feed your own belief and not so much ego, but confidence maybe that if yeah. I do the work, I can't get the result I want. And then go on and, and do uni um, yeah there on the sports front so you did athletics what did that take you anywhere were you any good um, did it did you where did where did sports go for you
1: nothing too extreme I was like semi good I'd say <laughs> in the scope of things at my yeah, school yeah. but no but I loved running and I loved so um, netball as well okay.
0: yeah so, love yeah. it love it so so uni you so you said there by the end of uni you started to realize sort of what not what was important, but what you started. Was it more what you enjoyed?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, it was interesting. At uni, I'd work really hard and my grades were just like, okay, you know, which I wasn't used to because school, mm. I'd, I found uni tough in that way. But I, okay. I started interning at um, public relations agencies from my yep. first year as soon as I got in there. Yeah, um, And a lot of the time, they only tell you in year three to start getting that experience, but yep. I just dove in straight away. And so I think, As I have experience at different places, I started figuring out that I'm quite good at strategy, Mm. good at writing, but I might not be good at at other things, X, Y, Z. So I think that practical experience really showed me that I like the industry. I like what I'm doing and
0: the learning on the job. So so you said that they normally wait to year three before they tell you to get out there, but you just took your own initiative and did it at the start.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it was something that I liked. I think so many people start university and it's so easy to do um, and you get to the end of your degree and you decide, I don't really want to do this. I don't really like this anymore. So
0: wow, well I never went to uni, so I can't say I, I, I get that, but what you did really makes sense. And it doesn't, to me, I'm sort of questioning, well, why isn't that like normal? Like in my head, that sort of sounds like common sense Like what you did was like, so you should get out there and get physical experience of what you're learning. Because if yeah. you can make changes in a four year exactly. degree, why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, and you learn so much. I mean, I think very little of what I learned in those three years was applied practically, <laughs> you know?
0: So, it's we're, we're not causing any problems here, guys. We're not causing any <laughs> no. problems. We're just, we're just talking out loud. We're just talking. We're just talking on experiences here. Um, would you recommend that for anyone Don't, like that's in high school now, year 11, year 12, maybe thinking of what's next year look like for uni? Once they yeah. get, actually get experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. Even if you're unsure what to study and you need to take that year off, but you actually go and work in industries and mm. get that practical experience. Um, so much these days is about uh, your attitude when it comes to what you can do in the workplace. And I think Hard. we're in a really interesting time where we can get information and knowledge that we need Anywhere, and those totally. aren't the skills that are valued anymore.
0: Yeah, like they once traditionally were. Totally, totally. I love what you said there about you, like it, it is readily available. And and if you think about like a marketing degree, right? Mar- Yesterday, marketing was different to what it is today. You know, last <laughs> year is completely different. Um, so really, like, I don't think many people actually look say, hey, who's got a marketing degree out there? It's more like who knows how to really work social media really well. Um, yeah. Who's ready to move with the times and learn a new app and learn TikTok and learn Instagram Reels like. You don't learn that in, in uni, I don't think. I've never done a marketing degree. I don't know.
1: That's um, it. And the thing with digital marketing is it's changing so quickly. So it's it's. Even week. Like five find. years ago,
0: like Instagram, what was that, that? It was just like a place where you put some photos up and whatever.
1: Exactly. Now it's like
0: everything, which is scary. Uh, yes. What about 10 years from now? Well, let's not even go there. Um, <laughs> so So goodness me box. So it was one question quickly. Where did the name come from?
1: Oh, funny story. My father-in-law actually came up
0: with it. So I've got to give him a bit of credit (laughs) on naming (laughs) rights there.
1: I had another name and I was working in PR and I found out that someone else was launching a gifting box business, something similar, but different. um, Yeah. Pretty much the same name. And so I had paid for all my materials Oh, and oh. I had to decide to reprint everything and redo everything for about three grand. And I mean, at the time, that was a lot of money to me because I only had twenty grand to yeah. invest in the business. So, oh, um, wow. so the name changed like two weeks before launch.
0: Can we ask what your original name was?
1: It or was not? it was um Nourish Me Box.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, what you got's better. <laughs> oh, goodness me box thank, thank you to your father-in-law well done to him uh, lucky he was there on that day uh, so how did it all begin because i know you had your own sort of personal journey to get through which sort of led onto to the back of that how did what was that moment in time for you like
1: yeah sure um well so i was working in pr that i mentioned but i've kind mm. of just got in my first full-time role uni yeah. just finished yeah and um, it was at that point i started getting really sick and. This carried on for about three years. The doctors just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I had fatigue, achy limbs, headaches. I couldn't think properly. I just like wasn't functioning at my optimum. I was kind of like, in, in pain every single day. Oh. Um, but enough that I could still get up and go to work. Yeah. And when you feel like that, it kind of becomes normalised over a period of time. You just mm. think... this is my normal now you forget what it's like so um to have full energy yeah and then um i was finally diagnosed after three years with an autoimmune condition so i was almost relieved i was like great and all it makes sense kind of when you have an answer
0: correct yeah
1: um but the doctor at the time told me that there was nothing i could do to manage it other than go to hospital once a month for the rest of my life and get these protein antibody transfusions to keep my energy levels up a little bit. And so I was 24 at the time. I was really devastated to hear that. I didn't want to feel like a a patient in and out of hospital. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning pretty angry actually. And I decided that I didn't want to listen to him and I wanted to (laughs) find another solution so um, I started researching and seeking advice from another practitioner as well. But one of the first things I was told to do was to cut out foods with artificial and processed ingredients. So the goal was to reduce inflammation in my body. And I started wandering into the supermarkets, reading the labels, <laughs> and I, I just couldn't find anything with yeah. ingredients that I didn't or um, that I could understand. Mm, mm. And I was finding these products in health food stores and they tasted so good. And I thought, why do people not know about these? So having a background in PR, this idea started forming, well, what if I can help market and promote these amazing brands Mm. and then get other people as excited as I was getting about all these health products. And so the idea of goodness me box formed to send out this, sampling subscription box, that was a surprise. It's about discovery and getting people into the the health market, but nothing to do with dieting or restrictions. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. let's eat food made from real food,
0: you
1: know? <laughs> and it sounds so totally. simple, yet the food industry makes it so freaking complicated for all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So then it just sort of yeah you had the idea when you were still working in PR, like you had the full time job, did you Quit on the spot and be like, "I'm going out." Or did you half, half sort of do both at the same time? Like, how did you transition?
1: I um, yeah, I actually, I did quit. So I worked on a plan for I think it was three months. I went away. I went um, on a hike to South America for about five weeks, and I thought, when I come back, if I'm still excited about this idea, I'm going to resign and give it a go. And um, that's what I did. I resigned. Gave myself a couple of months until launch to plan the marketing and just went out with a bang.
0: So when you quit, resigned your job, you didn't have anything. Like you didn't have the, the, the model.
1: Uh, no, I, had the, I idea.
0: Had,
1: had the idea that I'd started building the website. So that started with an agency and yeah. forming the design. So that was all yeah. in the process. It was yeah. more, um, marketing launch plan
0: that i needed the time to execute yeah yeah which which, which that was your background which is what you had done um wow so what that was roughly you said
1: 2014
0: yeah wow six years ago how cool is that so just on the so back to your health journey you seeked another opinion you started eating the the the, the better quality food with none of the funny stuff in it how did you personally go on the back of that? Like, did you get better? Did it make a difference? I'm guessing it did.
1: Yes. Um, so, and I always forget to mention this part as well. So <laughs> I get so involved in the, the story. business. Is
0: like, Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah. So after it took three months, my test results started improving, and it took it took a full nine months. But I, I was starting to get levels in normal range, and so the doctors are pretty astounded. Um, but I think awesome. with an autoimmune condition, I could never say it's something that you can cure. You always have to manage it. Yeah, I, okay. I still do, but it yeah. just allowed me to function like a normal person.
0: <laughs> well, it's become your new normal now. Like I yes. should have said earlier, like you thought that was the normal, but you've changed your normal to eating this style of way, which makes you feel better. So it's it's a win. Like that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing as good as when you have full energy totally. like when you lose that yeah. and every day feels so hard it's
0: yeah, sluggish it's just like yeah yeah, yeah 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 and now the fact that you can do it by actually giving and sharing to thousands of other people that's pretty cool as well um yeah so so 2014 you yeah, think okay cool i'm going to do this thing two or three months in the marketing campaign to get it live how did it like how did it go coming at like, where like were you as fully designed and ready like with beautiful boxes and all the brands like how did you get all that part set up because even for me like this is a little bit of a selfish question because i'd love to know like how you even got started like how did it go like what was that first month like
1: that first month, i just started cold calling brands i didn't have connections with them but um pitching to them the idea i was i was nobody to them you know, so I always am so thankful to those first few brands that believed in the idea, and That's I met it. up with them and got them on board as well. So um, yeah, you just I just put myself out there. Totally. Yes.
0: Yeah. Did, and was that maybe a, you had like a little bit of confidence from the PR work, or you was there still like lack of confidence, like you said, because there was no, there was nothing there. There was no brand. There's no you know results.
1: For sure. I mean, my bread and butter, my skill is partnerships so you know with pr like you you're there and you're getting on the phone and you're pitching to people and convincing them why they should publish a story about something that you think is really interesting so um yeah that skill and i think that's really important when you're starting a business knowing what are you good at and use Mm. that to your advantage but then getting help from other people in the areas you don't know like for example finance was not my key skills so getting getting advice on that side
0: That's normally the entrepreneur thing. When they're not really good at font numbers. They don't really... Yes. Don't worry about looking at the numbers. Don't worry about the spreadsheets. Don't worry about it. Let's just get out there and make some sales. Yes. Um, <laughs> love it. Love it. So you got started. Uh, what were some of the biggest challenges with launching like, that you came across?
1: Um, with the launching, you mean the actual execution on the... Yeah, like even just it getting started. it out there.
0: Yeah, things that you didn't even think about. Like, wow, like you might have had a cha- like Maybe the website. Yes. Anything else?
1: Um, so we had a really amazing launch that doesn't always ordinarily happen but Mm. um, the marketing plan worked almost a little too well and we we (laughs) sold out within a week and we had over 10,000 followers on Instagram and it just built really quickly and we sold out for six months consecutively but the stuff I hadn't thought about that I had to do on the run was I packed the very first boxes and then thought oh no I need a warehouse (laughs) I need to think about the operations I need to think about the system and then we started selling all the subscriptions two months in advance, which was very, very bad idea for the website. And that led to a whole lot of problems down the track. So yeah. I think on the tech side, I wasn't prepared for that either. And um, the last thing was as well, I needed help with customer service suddenly mm. and just building a team throughout that, that six months as well was very new for me.
0: I love what you said there, it was sort of like the marketing worked too well. Uh, and then we, we sold we sold out of boxes. And, and that's a great problem to have, you know. Um, but you, you, so you nailed your part of the deal was the marketing and getting it out there and getting people to know what it is. Um, but then we needed the manpower to, th- to deliver it and well, get it out Well, that's it.
1: There. And it almost came back to bite me about a year and a half later because the pre-selling messed up the uh, website in a way. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, it was great. Yeah. But then it kind of held me back a year and a half later. So totally. Was, a lot of
0: headaches to handle later yes. on. Yes which came up um were you first so you said there was someone else about the launch so were you one of the first the early ones with the sampling box idea to market
1: yeah so we were the first there were beauty boxes out there okay um yeah. so um and we'd look at those as well in the us so that, yeah. that's what i kind of looked at for inspiration as well uh, birch yeah. box yeah. and things yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah they were definitely inspiration but first in the health space and um yeah, I think I think that was great being first to market as well. Definitely has some advantages.
0: Absolutely, from because you hear a lot of people sort of say you don't want to be first to market. It's like some you know, and they promote that. I can relate because with real food vending, we were definitely first to market to having healthy alternatives with fresh meals in a vending machine. Um, what were some of the challenges that you had to face as first to market?
1: Yeah, sure. I think um, in Australia, the concept of a subscription six years ago was something that Mm. a lot of um, consumers didn't understand. And now it's very um, common and familiar. And I think companies like HelloFresh and Marley Spoons and those totally. subscription meal deliveries have yeah. made it very known. Yeah. But back then it was it was kind of like, uh, I know from the research I did in America, they were very familiar, okay, I'm going to get billed every month or, yeah. you know, and it continues. Um, I think that was something difficult in Australia to understand. So yeah. I think okay. that was definitely a learning curve. And then even the health food market. So Agreed. when I worked in PR, um, before then, even the year before, to get a story across the line to a journalist about the benefits of turmeric, (laughs) gut health, like it was really hard. They thought it was this woo-woo alternative.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've I've definitely
1: seen um, us as a community come a long way in terms of understanding that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I think we're more educated than ever before. Like, you know, people are doing their own research on, and I think they're really starting to join the dots, and experiencing that better feeling that energy that from eating the right foods from choosing better options.
1: Yeah. I mean, my real gripe is with the food industry who just make it so difficult sometimes. And I mean, an example is there's over 300 different names for sugar out there. So when we go to the supermarket and we're like, okay, I'm actually going to take the time and read the packaging. It's so confusing. Like, how do you know? what's healthy 300 names. what's not
0: wow. yeah well wow. how is that yeah again again guys we're not going to go deep into that because that could be another whole topic yes. um but i don't even know how that's legal basically is what i'm saying how do they even allow <laughs> to do that um yeah you know what but again glad that there's people like yourself out there bringing awareness to the products and also for those brands that are trying to get out there and get their product out there like you play a vital part too because you know even trying to launch i can only imagine i can launch it and healthier alternative product whether it's an organic or a vegan or, or natural product it probably can be challenging to compete with the big name brands who will cut you on price straight thousand away
1: percent. yep these brands are amazing like they are not sacrificing their ingredients for totally. the bottom line yeah. to produce a high quality product and mm. i think that's great that they're actually taking that initiative i've spoken Agreed. to brands where they've said um you know we swapped our olive oil to sunflower oil because the supermarket was putting pressure on us to cheapen the price of the product
0: they're getting
1: pressure from all how hard
0: is that yeah Yeah. so i'm glad there's like again for what you're being able to do creates a a platform for these brands as well as us as the consumer to get those products are you looking for that next book maybe something to help you take control and remove those barriers to ultimately see you achieve what you were destined for be great, a book I wrote that dives deep into building the self belief and mindset, and also touches on the six key elements to achieving greatness. It's easy to consume and to take action on. Get your signed copy today at www.begreatthebook.com. Enjoy. What was your point of difference when launching though? Because if there was a few other, and even still to now, you've built an incredible brand online. Still five years going strong. What is your point of difference? Like what makes goodness me box? the one
1: yeah sure we've built an incredibly strong brand that people trust so for us we're so strict about who we will and won't work with um and we always say you know one of our values in the office is no matter how enticing a commercial opportunity might be if they don't align with our values we say no to them and we right. have a lot of times um so i think having a team of health practitioners reviewing every product our customers know they can 100 percent trust
0: yeah what yeah. they're
1: receiving and that's mm. been absolutely critical and then by the same token because we have a service for um, customers but as well as I see the brands as totally. our as our customers as well um, we've just got very strong relationships with them too nice. and so as a result we know we're always delivering we get the products first we get the best products and we say like the latest and greatest to the, totally. the customer.
0: Totally, totally. How, how does the model work? So for someone out there listening who's like, well, you know what? I don't really get it. Uh, what? How does it work? What If someone's listening like, you know what? I want to give this thing a go. Like, how does it work?
1: Yes, yeah, so um, you'll sign up online and personalize a subscription box for your dietary requirement, if you have any. And then it's a complete surprise what you get. So you'll get a new box, land on your doorstep each month with up to 10 products. And um, it could be anything from whole food chocolate to like almond chips, really yummy granola. Like you get to I try like a it. whole array of things, and um, and then. You, if you want, you can go and review those products to help support the brands. Awesome. And there's a loyalty program built in for that. And then if you really love the stuff you find, we now have our goodness me shop. So ah, there's over two nice. and a half thousand products on there. And you can stock up and find these products which are pretty hard to find in the yeah. supermarkets as yeah. well. Generally Correct. not there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then they can get them from you guys direct. That's pretty cool. Uh, and and just as we were about to to go on, you sort of said there's some, you know, logistical, you're changing things around. How, like, how many boxes are going out? Like, how many, like, even like when you got started, like, did you have a beautifully designed box? Was, was that part of the deal? You know, or were you just like, let's get cardboard boxes, whatever works? Let's just, or like, how did you? Because the, the, the process behind this question is a lot of people probably procrastinate on getting started because we need the logo, we need this, we need that, we need yeah. everything before I can even make that first phone call. Did you do that? And also, how did you, like, okay, how did you get started?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there's kind of like a fine line. So design was something I didn't want to compromise. It was one of my particulars and I had yeah. reasons behind that. Like I just yeah. thought it was so important to present professionally and have this like amazing unboxing experience with the customers and for the brands to see. Um, but you do have to be careful like not to sweat the small stuff and make sure that everything is perfect. Because mm. what if you spend all that time, you spend a year making this perfect strategy and everything incredible, you go got to market and no one actually.
0: Correct. Wants it. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the market research for sure.
1: Yeah. So I obviously didn't do that with a couple of things like the operational side of things or, um, but I th- yeah, I think it's important not to get stuck and to figure out where right. that's that's
0: happening yeah definitely definitely so just sort of know what's important for your brand and, and your customer your experience or what do you want to be known for like that's what's going to be critical maybe for another i'll give you a story like for me for real food vending i didn't have the logo the polo that the the notepad that i didn't even have vending machines we didn't even have a design for the vending machines when i pitched our first two locations and we got them um but i knew that what would really deliver is the machine when it turns up yeah so then we put that energy into a beautiful design for the machine a beautiful presentation of the machine great products the way it was all lit up i knew that that is what would sell and keep the machine there and keep people coming back to want to purchase more
1: yeah but and so it's, it's so particular to the business model what, Totally,
0: totally what's
1: going to be important
0: but so definitely do that research so for the, if you're listening out there and you're like i want to get started but i don't know like do what, what what's important like to that, like even for you, like like logistics probably weren't that important at the start because, like, well, who knows if anyone's even going to buy it?
1: Exactly. Let's just get
0: people to buy it with a beautiful brand, then we'll work out logistics. But maybe someone's logistics might be equally as important first, and then brand comes second. Um, no, I love that. I love that. So for you now, five years on, is it everything you thought it would be? Is it bigger than what you thought it would be? Uh, are you happy with where it is? Yeah.
1: I don't think when I started I thought this far ahead to be honest (laughs) I was so in the now so isn't everything I thought it would be um I don't know if I can answer that but I do I still love it I wouldn't be doing anything else yeah and um I think the biggest lesson I've learned over the years is that your team is everything Mm. and it's so important to have the right people on the bus and I feel like this year, we've just absolutely nailed it. Every single person in the team is just performing so well, they're challenging themselves, they bring so much to the business. And it's it's not about you in the business, it's about the team and how you can get the most out of them. And I think as a result, I'm enjoying myself more than ever
0: because of of that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. For you on on that perspective of team and, and leadership, has there been something that you've done different? Is it just the people? Is it, can you, I don't wanna say put it down to one thing, but again, like if there's anything for the listeners out there to learn, like from a leadership perspective, is there something that you can say, well, I think this has been the major impact?
1: Yeah, Um, first thing that comes to mind is ownership and trust with people. And so I've seen that the more I do that, the better, better performance and results and commitment I get from the team. Um, But I do genuinely trust trust them and want to give them that ownership as well. Um, I think also it's so important that your team knows that you care. Um, There's nothing worse than working for someone and thinking that they don't care, care about you. And the last thing is having a really aligned vision with the team so that everyone actually clearly knowing the vision and where you're going. And so a few months ago, we had, um, and we didn't every so often, but we had a team day where we just reinstated it. And also a lot has changed in the business. So Mm. sometimes, you know, the bigger vision can shift slightly and getting everyone on the same page is is really important.
0: Totally. And especially with what we're going through now, things are, you know, some ideas might have been thrown out the window for what 2020 was going to be, but new things have come in
1: Exactly. Yeah, we had our whole food event that we do annually with over a thousand people, and that was just totally put on pause and postponed to next year. So yeah, well,
0: it has um, to be. But then, like yeah. in, in, in you know in replacement of that, you might go and do something else. You might, and then again, that wasn't part of the plan. But as a team, we have to come together and cool. But well, we're not going that way anymore. We're going this way. Yes. Um, and then and then move move forward there. What was your? Because again, you've got that PR background for someone wanting to. And, and obviously you've done it well in your brand and, and with your business, but someone wanting to get their business, with, you know, they're in those first few stages of launching and uh, maybe already launched in a, in those first few months and wanting to build a brand online, wanting to get some PR exposure, wanting to do a better job at marketing, any tips, any advice, anything that you can say, well, these are your de- like non-negotiables, like get these done. And the rest is open to different industries.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I think there's a few things. Number one, share your story. People want to know the why behind your brand. They want to know the people behind the brand. We don't buy brands anymore. You know, people buy from people. Totally. So oh, yeah. I think don't be scared. And it's hard. It's hard to put yourself out there. And a lot of found, found, founders find it really difficult, and I still do as well. Um, I think um, there's a nice, just like, a hack think he something called source bottle if people haven't heard about it but if you want to get PR coverage for yourself it's a really great um, call out service it's free that journalists use so you can pitch your story pitch your business pitch ideas to get articles out there links to your site um, especially if you're not ready to spend with the PR agency or do yeah, it yourself yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, social media is obviously very cost effective it's something you can do yourself and it's all organic so, Committing to making content, but also being conscious that you don't have to commit to every single platform. And I think it's very easy to get caught up that totally I've got got to get on YouTube and have a podcast and do totally. Instagram
0: yeah. and it yeah. And now TikTok,
1: and TikTok. Don't forget TikTok.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, yes. So, so share your story. Try source bottle out. uh Social media is obviously important, but try and only really again that obviously goes to where your market is. Like, where are the people that are going to buy from you? Where are they hanging out? What platform?
1: Exactly. So you've got to know who your customer is 100%. And for me, um, a, lot of, a lot of founders, when they start businesses, their customer might be themselves, which makes it a lot easier to start totally. with and then it changes over time. As but um, if that's the case, use that to your advantage and figure out where you're,
0: you're hanging out. Where do people like you hang out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> I love it. Um, good. So the, the, now, where's the business at now on the, on the grand journey? And then what is next? Yeah,
1: so um, we're still doing the subscription boxes, which we absolutely love, but we've got a huge focus on our goodness me shop as well. So that launched in March, um, coincidentally, as well around the COVID period. Perfect timing, perfect
0: timing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was lucky timing, but um, for us, you know, we've got two and a half thousand products on there and we just want to keep increasing that range so everyone can find what they need and do their one big shop there awesome. and service the brands as, as much as
0: possible. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then is that obviously for the future as well? Like that's the major big thing for you guys is all that online.
1: Yeah, that's that's where we see things. I mean, for us, it's also about completing the journey for those who get introduced into the health world mm. through the subscription box. And then um, it's like, great, but now where do I find these
0: products? 100%. That is probably the, the number one challenge. Yes. all these great things online you can read about get this product use this ingredient you know eat this at this time then do this but cook with this but where do i get this stuff from
1: exactly um, and we also want to try and make it cost effective and rewarding for people yeah. so we've created we've recently launched a new loyalty program to nice. make it you know really easy for people to do yeah, that
0: good 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 uh what's next for you next for I
1: me mean, i just want to keep growing the business, Um, absolutely again, love what I do and Mm -hmm. growing, You know, working with the team and growing together. So um, yeah, on the business front, I think it's just navigating the new, you get new challenges every single month that comes by. Every single
0: morning you wake up to new fires.
1: That's it. And you've got to keep innovating as well. I think that's so important.
0: Yeah, good, good, good. What's one thing that you've learned over the journey, whether it be in business or PR or life, that has really just blown you away?
1: Oh, I think um, people are so giving when you ask for help. Mm. Uh, People want to share their knowledge and they want to help you out. And particularly when I started the business, I found that a lot. Like if I had an expert in um, data that I wanted to speak to about something, like they were like absolutely so excited and so chuffed to like, you know, share their knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So not to be scared to reach out to people, get their feedback. The worst is someone's just going to say to you, sorry, I'm busy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But you will be very surprised how open people are.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've always said of like probably more in the last, like maybe year or so that people that are really successful now, not financially really, but they've actually achieved success, whether it's financial business, you know, from a health perspective, from a mindset perspective, if they're actually really successful, they'll be the ones that are first to help. Yes. Because they actually have the knowledge. Like they've been through it. They know what it feels like to be on the down. They'd have to come, up, you know. But if you're yeah. going to go and talk to, if there's anyone out there who doesn't want to help you, I've always said to myself that, well, maybe they don't know the answers. And maybe they're not actually really successful because if they were, they know how hard it is. Like they know how hard it is to start a business, to launch it, to market it, to sell it, to put your face to the, on social media. So they will want to help you get through that.
1: Yeah, totally. And as you said, like, everyone has started somewhere. Like everyone's been where you, where you are.
0: Absolutely. Uh, that, you know, that's you know, even, even better. Like, everyone's been where you are. Is, you know, may not be this, the same view, like the same lookings or whatever, you, but you've, they've all been in that same feeling uh, of yeah. getting started. For you, Peter, to, to do what you do and you know, still maintain that level of health, that level of focus, that level of leadership, to do what you do on, on, on a business and personal level, what would you say are your top three habits or routines that you do on a daily basis to get you on point?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, sleep is my one of my number ones, which I think is incredibly undervalued when it comes to health. Um, I'm not, and I'm not a mum either, so I know that would be very difficult when that happens. You know, and get to that stage. Yeah. So, yeah. I definitely understand mums would be turning around saying, well, that's great, but I can't do that's that. That's easy
0: for you to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I understand. And to be honest, that's a bit of like a, a fear of mine. Like because of my autoimmune condition, will I be okay on mm. such little sleep and how I yep. handle But I know for me, yes, sleep is really important. Um, obviously, the food that I eat is important not to be having things that are going to inflame my body. So for me in particular, gluten and refined sugar and alcohol, um, I will almost immediately get sick if I have alcohol which yeah. affects my immune system. Yeah. Um and then the third thing is I also um, take my supplements. So yeah. and there are things and I'm also a big believer in get advice from your health practitioner Agreed. and get prescribed your supplements yeah. because yeah. everyone's deficiencies are different.
0: I love that, that that's all about like recovery and performance. Like it's not like I, I listen to music or I i do this or i do that it's sleep for recovery eat to keep you know your own health and well-being but then also perform and then the supplements for the extra performance as well
1: yeah um can i add a fourth one you just made me remember absolutely yeah you know what i'm going to
0: cross that off my fourth
1: one is walking which um, is almost like my form of relaxation and Mm. meditation and so i walk a lot in the mornings before work it's a huge part of my routine as well so um but i don't feel like i need to do and it's just for my body but the super high intensity exercise because that doesn't work for me
0: yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. on the food are you more of a meal prepper do you just sort of cook on the spot do you how how do you go let your salmon (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, i'm very much i will cook on the spot and open the fridge in the pantry and, and see what's there I'm, I'm not so organized when it comes to my personal life with yeah, work yeah. i'm great but all across yeah. it
0: yeah, yeah definitely i love that i love that. do you remember a moment probably this is probably more of a business question now with goodness me box that you sort of said to yourself like shit like this is real now like it's it's here it's real it's it's big people are buying it like do you remember that moment
1: Yeah, I think it was when we were packing the boxes, like the first order. And we had these really labor intensive stickers that we were putting on (laughs) time after time. And I'll never forget, I was actually using my parents downstairs room because I just didn't have place to put them. And um, my dad came downstairs and he's like, let me help you like I'll give you a hand and he picked up one of the boxes and just absolutely crushed it while he was trying to put the <laughs> tape around it I just had to say I was like definitely stop you guys stand good <laughs> alright he was just trying to help but like
0: of course just destroyed someone's uh, subscription box yep. someone's gonna yep. get this mushed up box and it's like what happened here <laughs> oh my dad you know he got a bit excited oh yeah it. oh that's cool is this sort of growing up, did you think you'd be in business? Like, is, is this where you thought you'd be sort of leaving high school, getting into uni? Uh,
1: not at all. I, I suddenly got this idea in my, I never had a desire to start a business. Um, and then when I finished uni and I got that first PR job, I remember in the interview, she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to start a PR agency like you've done one day. And so I don't really know where that came from suddenly. <laughs> yeah. And I'll yeah. never forget, even after I started Goodness Me, um, someone that I was friends with said to me, oh, I'd never imagined that you'd start a business. Um, and I remember always thinking, oh, what, why would they say that to me? Is it because I'm actually um, a bit more quiet than someone else who might be really like loud and forceful and, yeah, yeah. and that's just Outlet. not my, my style yet. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone, everyone has their own style and it's totally, different
0: i love that i love that well again you're exactly right as well it's like why just be you like why be someone else like why try and i'm glad now that entrepreneurship i think maybe like three or four years ago entrepreneurship was like oh whatever you just want to start a business but now it's probably more received as a positive thing and people are open to the different businesses and different models and different ways of starting and different ways of launching and different ways of branding and different yeah. ways of selling um and people are getting behind that yeah, a lot more as well.
1: There's so much you can do and I also heard something like 70 or 80% of millennials have a side hustle these days. This huge number of people doing their own thing to generate cash on the side or to potentially cool. start a, a full-on business,
0: yeah. That's cool. And even think about like 20 years from now, like that millennial like you know people in the age of say 18 to 25 like probably 98% will have a side hustle. Yeah. Um, that are doing it now like where would they be yes I, I think the entire way we live and the way things work and what the second half of life might look like as a 40 50 60 year old will be for the millennials and even us will be completely different because like, we've started like that whole business world so much sooner
1: yeah you know was- and we've
0: been exposed to completely different things
1: yeah, it'll be so different. And I mean, our parents' generation was the idea as you stayed in a job for 20 years totally. or longer. It's just, absolutely. you know, people come and go after two years down to something something else. Yeah, now, so. like two years
0: is, If you stayed at a job for two years, like you've done all right. normally it's six months, like, yeah, no, I'm out. I'm, I'm yeah. here. I don't like it here. I'm next. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was not an option I had growing up. It was like, you have a job and you keep that job until. So I broke all the rules by quitting construction. Yeah. <laughs> um Not so much what makes you special, Peter, but why you? Why have you been successful with this? And the reason I ask that is because there's probably other people out there who have tried. High five to them, but why have you really dominated? Like, what have you done? Why you personally?
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a hard question to answer about yourself. So I'll say, I might say something that someone has said to me, um, and that's the word grit which I love. I love yeah. that word. And sometimes it's not that you're the best at what you do, but you've just stuck at it the longest. Yeah. And in those hard times and other people might have quit, you've, you know, you, you've held out and you've really pushed through. Yeah. And so I think that's so important as well, um, just to have that grit and that perseverance and tenacity, because it's not going to be easy, and and difficult things happen all the time. Um, And sometimes you just think, what the what the hell am I doing? I feel like I'm going crazy. And you've just got to stick with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. I guess you were just consistent enough. Like you just kept turning up. You kept turning up, even though after that, you know, 1.5 years in, where it was a bit hard. You're like, it doesn't yes. matter. We're going to keep pushing through. We're going to keep showing up. Gonna That's keep playing it. Our part. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Last question: Has there, was there something that someone ever said to you, uh, whether it was directly like voice like this or an email or whatever, someone that someone ever, something that someone ever said to you that is stuck with you, and you, yeah, draw, d- you draw on it?
1: I do something. Um, someone once said to me, "Stop getting distracted by all the shiny new things." <laughs> and I think when you're um, running a business, it's so easy to get excited about all the new things and the possibilities that you can do, totally. and then you stop focusing on the main thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and there's this really great quote in the book Scaling Up, which I think a lot of people have read, which says, um, and I hope I quote it correctly, it's something like, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And it's just, <laughs> you know, you've got... How Yeah. So, I mean, you want to keep innovating, but at the same time, like don't lose sight of the main things that are working in your business that you're focusing on and that you're going
0: towards. Get that foundation, that core really solid and then have some fun with some other ideas. But like you said earlier, like if if it's not going to work, you've got the, there's always going to be risk, but you've got your foundation taken care of. Yes. I love that. Peter, this has been great. I've got two entire pages full of notes. Um, so thank you so much. I've written a lot down. Uh, there's some things there that I'm going to implement into my learnings and uh, some of my stuff that I do. But thank you so much for making the time to be here. For people out there, is it, like, where, where can they find more of, of, of the journey of Goodness Me box or even for Peter, like, where can they find more?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, our website's goodnessme.com.au, and then you can find us on Instagram as well at goodnessmebox. I
0: love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, guys. Make sure you go and follow the brand. They're doing incredible things. Um, you're sure to be inspired. And hey, you might want to get yourself some healthy alternatives while you're there. Uh, but again, thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate it uh, for being here today. If you guys out there listening and who have tuned in to either listen or watch us, uh, thank you for being here. And I look forward to having you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, make today count and be great.